0: Welcome to The Contractor Commute, a podcast by Congenius designed to fit right into your daily drive. Whether you're a small business owner, employee, or off contracting on your own, we've got advice, stories, and leadership tips to help you out along the way.
1: So What's up, guys? Thanksgiving rolling around. Yeah. Any special uh, hosting a party, attending a party? You do a lot of both around this time of year.
0: Yeah, we do a lot of both. I think that it will mostly attend. And I think if it's like, if I'm choosing, do I want to host a party or attend a party like for our season of life? I'm like, we have a one and a half year old and we have a four year old. So I'm like, I don't want people at my house. Like, oh, really? That's I, because funny because it's it the opposite that. over at
1: our house because it's like the kids can, they can sleep in their own beds at like well, eight o'clock or whatever.
0: I think that's one thing for having like friends over. But if a party's happening, oh, like our like kids are not sleeping. Party. Yeah, like if right, we're having okay. lots of people over. Yeah. I like hosting friends at our house, yeah. but um, yeah. if we're talking like, like party, it depends on you. Got to, <laughs> we have to. What I kind guess. of party? What kind of, kind of party are we yeah. talking? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving
1: meal kind of a thing. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna go. Christmas parties, We're gonna go. go. Yep. There you go. We're gonna well, go have places. Family in town. Our family's
0: around. They host. They host all of the all of the parties. We have like five Christmases that we have to go to. You know, I know there's a movie with four Christmases, but ours is five, well, I, so I, mean, I guess that we need one, a movie. Clearly. Yes, <laughs> right,
1: yes. Anyways, what about you? Are you going to
0: attend or host?
1: We are going to do Thanksgiving at our house. Okay. Uh, we had a crazy thing happen recently where we had uh, gone camping, created, and Mary had created uh, a chili... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she told me she had, about this yeah,
0: story, oh, yeah, so yeah, that's so bad, why yeah.
1: a... So anyway, uh, Mary's a fantastic cook. This is yes. my wife, and she's a fantastic cook. And... Uh, and apparently, though these this huge pot of beans took too long to cool and they went bad, so we made chili, brought it camping, spoiled beans. Oh, and next no. thing you know, like everyone loved it; they were great going down, not great, <laughs> but not down. yeah. So what happened was we didn't go to we didn't camp that night. Everybody else was camping. We were there just for the day. We went home, and everybody was on the toilet. It was a mess. That's rough. And so then we <laughs> decided, yeah, no pun. we would ho- host Thanksgiving, and uh, we will have plenty of porta potties. Oh <laughs>
0: So come on, come
1: on. <laughs> no, um I mean, Is she going to be mad at
0: you for blasting her on this
1: podcast? Uh, no, we actually had a lot of fun talking <laughs> about that afterwards. It was a great laugh. Okay. Um, yeah, but no. Good. Good. <laughs> like, Mary's Mary. Yeah, of Mary has a good sense of humor about it. And really, I mean, <laughs> okay. she is a fantastic cook and like yeah. this has never happened before yeah. in 11 years
0: of being together, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've eaten a lot of her food and it's it's delicious. Yeah, so yes, never happened. Right, she but it's just never a, happened a random me, occurrence,
1: so. you know, where it was and even she was just felt horrible about it, but uh,
0: that's amazing. It's Isn't a good that crazy? story. Yeah. So you're going to host. We're going to host gonna
1: Thanksgiving. Host. Christmas will go up to uh, my dad and moms. We're hosting a big or, or they're hosting with this big Airbnb and everyone's getting together cuz cool. they just grew out of their house cuz I have all these people, you know. Fun. You have a lot of people in your family too, right?
0: Yeah, my we do. We have it's just me and my sister. On uh, my side, but then my husband's family—he's like That's one of the one of five siblings, and you know, we're just all starting to get into having kids. So so far, there's five, but I'm like imagining our Christmas in the next—I <laughs> don't know, five to ten years—we're gonna have like twenty-five children. <laughs> That's what Christmas. it's like. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. Yeah,
1: yeah. but it's yeah.
0: all—it's fun. It's the chaos is part of. the I'm fun, one of I guess. eleven.
1: So and then all of my siblings except for two are married and except for one of my brothers that everyone has kids. So it is a zoo. So 11. So you raise all your siblings then, basically, is what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, well, I'd like to think I had a hand in it, (laughs) being that they're all such amazing people. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So fun. Yes.
0: um, cool. What are we well, talking about today? Yeah, we're going to dive in. Is craft, craftsmanship a lost art? You know, I think that's a big question. But in our last episode, we talked about um, just the huge failure rate in construction businesses and in the industry. We talked yeah. about how four out of five businesses fail within their first five years, so, which is like an over 80% business failure rate, which is- That's just crazy, it's, isn't it? It's, it's scary. And we want to help that. Yeah. So anyways, yeah.
1: Well- We just start – and then the last episode, we're talking about what does it take to be a successful business so you don't become part of the statistic. Um, As a former contractor, I was in that space where I Mm -hmm. felt like I was teetering on the edge, particularly earlier on in the business. And then there was that moment, too, when the business started scaling. Uh, So we talked about, like, the business needs craftsmanship. You need skills in the back office processes, the estimating, the sales, the marketing, the people skills in order to run a business. And and it's really very few people possess all those skills. Yeah. and sometimes it takes a long time to get to that point, a long career before you really master all of that stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. So, like, speaking to like, hey, we don't want the we don't want you to be one of the four out of five. Right. Like those things are required. Right. <laughs> and, and so, I think just even getting into some more specifics and breaking that down in our last episode, we we touched on all those elements. Mm-hmm. But um, what we're what we know and what we found is that great great craftsmanship is just rare. Yep. You know, it's rare. Yep. Consumers, I think consumers are starving for um, for contractors and companies and people that are mm-hmm. exceptional at their craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from a contractor point of view, it's it's the way to set yourself apart from, yeah. from the rest. And, um, you know, it's – but we we do believe it's becoming a little bit of a loss. Yeah, and it's art. hard to do
1: things right. Right. I mean, and, and if you're new to it, I mean, mastering a craft is not an easy process. And there's so many shortcuts that people take.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and, and it seems a lot more economical, like just get in, get out, be done with it. But you're not getting better in that context. Yeah. You know, if somebody is just –
0: Yeah, I would assume like a contractor too is like there's pressures from the consumer too Mm -hmm. to not be great because it's like budget pressures or things like that, even like that outside of the context of like, you could be great, but you also have the pressures from your customers.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, because a lot of times you don't have the opportunity or you don't feel like you have the bandwidth to actually get better at something. Yeah, you yeah. just, you feel like job to job. I just got to get done with it. Makes sense. It's not as good as I want to be, but, uh, well, I guess it'll work. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this. Yeah, right. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get better later. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tired of spending countless hours creating estimates. Congenius has got you covered. Our user-friendly platform makes estimating organized, fun, fast, and easy. And with customizable templates and automatic calculations, You'll be creating pro-level estimates in no time. Head to congenius.com to learn more. Congenius build like no one else. So I think one of the things that we've really discovered in all of this too is that there's a lot less craftsmen than there there were in the past. I mean we, you found this amazing statistic where 41% yeah. of the current construction workers are are basically going to be retired in the next eight years.
0: It's an insane statistic. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other industry
1: like that. retiring in the okay. next eight years. Yeah. And if that's true, craftsmen will be like doctors in the next 10 to 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to have this level of like the number of people entering yeah. the space is going to be a lot because I mean, that's where the money will be.
0: Yeah. It's and true. So people are going to follow that. Yeah. And, if you can be yeah. head down and stick it out, yeah. <laughs> like if you're just yeah, right. starting out, yes. like keep keep hustling. It's going to, yeah. you know, who knows what the market will do, you know, in mm-hmm. the next one, two, three, four, five years. But um, yes. if that, the demand's just going to be outrageous. It really um, is. Yeah. But yeah, today kind of getting into today a little bit more specifically, like we're going to talk about the framework for becoming a great craftsman. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we kind of mentioned that earlier, but very few people ever attain the level of mastery yeah. like in a trade. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, it's unique. It's a unique opportunity to, to build a name for yourself, to start a business, mm-hmm. to, to become great. Um, and there are a lot of reasons for it. Um, I think most people listening to this podcast, they, they, they have some level of experience, you know, you've yes. worked, for, worked for somebody else. They grew up on the job. Um, maybe maybe the people listening are already amazing craftsmen, you know. We're not yep. trying to say you're not, you know, yes. in yes. this. But um, I think it's really like a, if you're passionate about becoming excellent, mm-hmm. um, if you're not content with just staying the way we are today, you know, I think that's a lot of what we talk about is, like, we want to improve. We want to grow. We want to get better at the things, you know, that that um, we're over and that we do. Yep. Um. And if we want to be the best – uh, this mm-hmm. podcast is for you. Yeah. This episode's for you.
1: And it's not a stagnant thing. I mean, yeah. you can be very good and lose it right. as well. I mean, it's something you have to maintain. So um, so yeah, well, what does it take to become a great craftsman? Um, you know, becoming a great craftsman requires, number one, humility. Yeah. Um, you can't learn unless you, ha- in a mindset of humility, practicing the right things, uh, number two. Uh, number three is really learning the way you learn best. Mm-hmm. And four is learning one complete process at a time. This is not the complete list of things. These, I think, sure. are some of the things that I found really helpful right? Um, and really helped me get to the next level and, and things that I did learn.
0: Yeah. And I think, too, like if people listening have have other things to add to that list of the We'd framework, like add them in the comments. We'd love to yes. hear about them and, and address them. And, you know, we could address them at a, at a later date, too. But I think speaking to number one that you mentioned, humility. Um, we've talked on humility a lot in a lot of different contexts. And I think it's just something that like, we're really big proponents of, you know, because we think in order to be excellent, you have to have humility. Um, and so, so talk us through how does humility tie into being a great craftsman? Cause I, I think it ties mm-hmm. into everything in your life, but like maybe yeah. specifically craftsmanship.
1: Yeah. Well, first off, it's not weak to acknowledge we have stuff to learn. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we think, particularly when it's customer facing, we need to go in there and be the expert. Or to our peers, even, if just there's a little bit of a, you know, kind of we brag with with our peers sometimes and just being like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Um, You know, the smartest people I know are also some of the most humble people because Mm, as they've acquired knowledge and as they've learned things, they've discovered how much they actually don't know. So, I mean, you know, it's interesting how this plays out even in my family. I have four boys and my youngest is two. Okay. And, uh, so there's the family dynamic of, you know, the older boys talking about, you know, math and multiplication, everything else. And then, you know, my two-year-old and they're like, Hey, Matt, did you know? And he's like, Oh yeah, I know that. (laughs) Your (laughs) two-year-old. My two-year-old, you know, I mean, it's funny when you see a two-year-old and it's hilarious because you mean, just love it. It's so precious. Yeah. But I think we almost act like that as adults too. Yeah, yeah I know that.
0: We're all two-year-olds. Basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, yeah,
1: I mean, but you, you have your own stories, right? Oh, I mean, you for have sure. Yeah, I've got too. little kids, and it's yeah.
0: it is. It's like a I got this. I know, you yes. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, Mom, it's, I,
1: don't worry about it. I've got it.
0: Yeah. It's true. But like going back to that, I'm like we all have a lot, a lot to learn in mm-hmm. every area of mm-hmm. our lives, and and regardless of how good we are, I think the point is we're all there's always room for improvement. Yeah,
1: and learning mm-hmm. is hard. I mean, we have to embrace the learning process. Um, The toughest bosses or experiences can also be the catalyst for becoming great, Mm -hmm. and even customers. Um, You know, I I had this cabinet shop that I had started. This is a number of years ago when um, we went from doing a lot of installs, and we wanted to be able to do custom Mm -hmm. cabinetry and millwork. So Mm -hmm. part of that was opening up a spray booth. So, you know, natural, right? How hard could it be? I've done (laughs) a lot of finishing work prior to that, and now I was just taking the next level of cabinetry and other work. and. Next thing you know, and if anybody's an expert in finishing, they know how hard this is. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's incredibly hard to become a master at finishing. They're probably what? all laughing at <laughs> you. <the ones laughs> laughing. But, you know, the interesting thing yeah. was it was a necessity. I wanted to become good at it because it something we wanted to provide to our customers right. as a service. And it was more or less somebody came along, and said, can you do this? And we said, sure. Yep. We'll figure it out later.
0: Of course. Natural right. progression.
1: Um, and yep. there was the the pain of learning something. And I think that's the, the thing to identify in all this as well is just being like, learning is tough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember those moments of late nights of trying to figure out why isn't this finish laying the way it's supposed to? Hmm. We're doing everything right except for one thing. <laughs> and one of the things was our compressor was located outside of the spray booth in a colder area.
0: This is the temperature.
1: And the, the the spray booth was conditioned, but the air being piped in was at like forty degrees, and it was wow. causing weird finish issues. Crazy. And so, just something that stupid was yep. just pulling your hair out moments, working around the clock, resanding stuff, trying to figure out why this finish is not laying.
0: Yeah. Well, not stupid. I'm like, that's just like <laughs> lack of knowing, you know? Well, like to point. your point, I'm yes. like, right. You would think that it would be yeah, fine if right. you have never done it before, you know? Yes. It's like it's, but until it's, it's you –
1: and, and that kind of speaks back to even to the humility point. Until right. you actually have done something before, right. you don't know what you don't know. Sure. Just like my two-year-old. Yep. I got this, yep. no problem. We, you know, you know, ignorance ignorance can kind of be bliss, and all of that. That's and true. then, and I think the that's kind of the 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 miserable nature of some of this stuff. And we just need to embrace it. Just need to get in yeah. and say yes. Learning is tough, and and we need to be okay with that because on the other side of that, becoming great at finishing, then it was like. This is
0: fun. Yeah. You know, now yeah. I know
1: something, but learning it. it was miserable.
0: Yeah. It's way more fun when you're good at things oh, than yeah. the things you suck at. <laughs> like, yes. I hate doing things yeah, I suck
1: right. at. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. But part of that is also like hanging around with people that are better than you. And sure. that requires humility as well. I want to learn every situation you go into, you want to hang around with the people because I mean, you you your peers need to challenge you to be better. The guys sure. need to call you out and they may be able to say, you know, hey, that's wrong. I remember yeah. my dad told me he was working as a junior carpenter and his... It wasn't even his boss. It was the senior carpenter he was working with. And he looked over at my dad and said, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> my dad said, apparently, he wouldn't say that if he was doing something right. Right, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but my dad had the humility to tell him, he said, well, Jim, what should I be doing here?
0: Mm.
1: And he said, well, you never do it that way because of this. My dad hadn't even thought of that at the time. Yeah. But that lesson was how he became a master craftsman himself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting example. I'm like, if somebody was like, what are you doing yelling at yeah. you? I would be like, yeah. humility is not your first response no, probably.
1: No, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, what I do you defend know? defend myself. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. You're attacked. You, right. know, you feel like. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of ties in really the second point is practicing the right things because yeah. so many times we have this this myth that like practice makes perfect. Um, hmm. And that really it's practice makes permanent. Yeah. You practice the wrong things, you'll become very proficient at the wrong things. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I've done that before. You know, I, I mean, it's 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 crazy how this works out. But to become a great craftsman, you don't just need practice. Yeah. You need to be practicing the right things. And um, we're making habits all the time. Yep. And that kind of even ties in with having the right people around us to really challenge us right. and be able to say, yes, this is the way things are supposed to be done. Yeah. Um, seeking to be improved seeking to improve, um, to grow on where we're at, yeah. um,
0: yeah, and I think, too, like we you mentioned it a minute ago, but learning from the right people, surrounding yeah. yourself with the right people, you become who you hang out with. That's just true, at mm-hmm. least from my perspective and yeah. in life, but also in in your craft. Um, yes. Even the choice of where to work. You know, If mm-hmm. you work for a boss that's hard to work for but is amazing at their craft, kind of like you mentioned a minute ago, um, but it's better than somebody who makes you feel good about what you're doing. Like, 100%. oh, you're so good at this, and really you're not good yeah, at it at all. You not, want you're not somebody growing to at all.
1: Almost- overly aggressive in their criticism. Yeah. As opposed to somebody that's just like, good job. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. I was talking to a painter a few weeks ago and he was talking to me about um, a boss that he had started out working for when he got into painting and how his boss made him paint with his left hand for really? the first, like, I think it was like a one to two months or something wow. like crazy, which, you know, obviously isn't efficient, like no. for the boss, but it's yeah. like, um, and I was like, well, why why would you do that? And yeah. he was like, so that he can paint just as good with both hands meaning like less trips up and down the ladder. Um, His width, you know, like his wingspan would have, you know, reached more hard to reach places with his left or right and could have been excellent. And I'm like, that's something that he's going to take with him. You know, so now he has his own Mm -hmm. painting business and it's like, he's going to train his other people in that too, because it's one, it's more efficient. And it's like he's mastered a skill with mm-hmm. both hands. Like it's yeah. even as simple as and that. At the I time, it was you could have been
1: thinking, "Well, what a jerk!" Right. You know, making like, this me paint is stupid. Left-handed. Like yeah, I'm this exactly. is ridiculous. I'm not yeah. gonna.
0: I'm could not gonna really
1: react to it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know.
0: I thought that was a really cool story.
1: Right yeah. Now. If you're running your own business, I mean, customers—the most challenging customers I've worked for have also helped me become better because their standards of excellence weren't mine at the yeah. time. Yeah. And then suddenly they're saying, "This is wrong." Yeah. And I had to go fix it. And that was part of leveling up too. And so really embracing those moments as well. The worst customers can sometimes be the catalyst to make you be a great craftsman. Mm, that's good. Um, and really seeking to become a master at whatever we do and having the mindset of how do you do this correctly, as yep. opposed to just trying to get to the finish line of getting yeah. it done. Yeah. Check it off the box. Yeah, instead. Right. Yeah. I mean, in order to be a master craftsman, you've got to get that right.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. Um, number three in all of this like learning processes is really learning how we learn best. Mm. And this is kind of interesting. It's a little bit a weird point, but I think I think this is the reality. Some people learn quicker than others. We learn different than each other, mm-hmm. and in all of that, uh, there's a tendency for us to compare ourselves to other people. Right. Um, you might learn something very quickly, and that takes me a long time, and vice versa. Uh, yeah. I have a friend. I like to play tennis. <laughs> um, he's. Played less tennis than I have, and he became better at serving. Hmm. And partly because he didn't learn the wrong the wrong things, like, <laughs> right, know, like we talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah. yeah, you know, he was he actually practiced the right things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hence yeah. he became he, hence better, better at it quicker. Yeah. Sure. Um, but nonetheless, it's okay to learn slowly as well. And I think embracing that mm. process of learning and being like I'm diff- I'm going to learn differently than the next guy.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's okay. It's okay with being unique. Um, and, and learning is it's commitment. Becoming great's hard and really part of mastering a craft is just learning how you learn best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think when when you master I guess question would be like when you mastered something, like how did you how did you learn it? Like how do you learn? Mm-hmm. You know, I think one thing we've talked about is just identifying a learning style. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think this might like hit people the wrong way because they're like, oh, learning style. Like, it reminds me of school. It was, like, it just brings back, you know, studying and like all the things. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I think really recognizing like how you learn best in the most efficient way. Like, mm-hmm. is it reading? You know, do more of that. If it's visual, watch more YouTube. There's tons of tools out there. I'm not saying every YouTuber yeah. knows what they're doing, but, you know, well, use with caution. Yes. Um, but if you're visual, like there's there's ways to visually see how people do things, yes. you know, and there's lots of resources for that. And I think if it's hands-on then watching someone that you know um, and learning what they do, you know, it might make sense to be an apprentice for a yeah. while before you go out on your own or, yeah. you know, like work alongside another sub or, you know, something like that um, yeah. to, to really level that up.
1: There's also trial and error, mm. you know, I mean, not that I recommend that. I mean, my <laughs> grandfather was telling me about the time when he first, he moved from Austria, came to the United States and he was trying to figure out how a light switch worked, <laughs> And so he decided he just break the switch open and look and see how, how the thing was working on the yeah. inside. It's a painful way to learn. Sure. Um, but part of it is really identifying like, why is it that we're learning by trial and error? Is it that we don't have the humility mm-hmm. to go find somebody else or is it necessity? Like in his case, he didn't know who to ask and language barrier was the yeah. thing, but yeah. nonetheless, it's, you know, is it really a good learning style of trial and error? Yep. Most cases probably, not. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for it's slower, know, or it's at least slower right, too. Right. Yeah. But just what is the motivation behind it? Sure. Is it because we're too proud to ask somebody or is it some other, we just have to figure it out? Yeah, for sure, Yeah.
0: yeah. And then I think doing more of what works, you know, is, is yes, kind of the, to tie into to yep. what you're saying there. Um, and then I think number four that we that we talked about is just learning one complete process at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's easy to to mistake or make the mistake of taking on too much at once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we New Year's resolutions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean people do it every year. I do it every year. I do it all the time of like, "Hey, I'm going to bite off more than I can actually chew, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, I'm going to be a totally different person next year." type oh, totally. of type yeah. of scenario. Forty or
1: whatever yeah. version I'm on. 40.0. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's not happening, yeah. right? And so learning one complete process at a time is, is super super important mm-hmm. and um, you know, we we talk about this with like goal setting and things like that too is you need clear and measurable steps mm-hmm. to be to be able to do something, you know, build the process for something. Yep. Um, Not, not some big goal that's tough to understand or mm-hmm. tough to know how to, how to achieve, yep. you know, essentially um, it's, it's true in sports. It's true in, you know, learning a language. It's true in anything else you want to learn, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. um, I, I played volleyball in college and, you know, you learn that with practicing a skill of mm-hmm. like I was a setter and, I spent my time being a setter, you know, or I spent my time serving or I, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a specific thing at a time, Mm -hmm. a specific skill at a time. You know, if you're a golfer, you're practicing a single golf swing. You're not practicing all of them at one time. It's
1: so true. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. focusing
0: on a specific, specific task, stroke, things like that and Mm -hmm. process to really master it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you want to be a great craftsman, you're going to learn much faster mastering one thing at a time than trying to take everything at once. Yeah. Such a great point. I mean, the goal... Is learning that complete process. I remember one of my trade contractors working on a project and he was challenging me at the time. We had so many things going on in the project. And this kind of carries over to maybe less mastering a skill, but sure. more about that specific job. But he was saying one complete process at a time because he's the drywall <laughs> guy and he wanted to get that done.
0: Yeah. He's sure. like, can I
1: just focus on this? But you can take that to so many levels, but in learning as well, hmm. you know, being able to do one thing at a time, get it right before you move on to the next thing. You're not overwhelmed. And also, it's more of a goal that you can achieve to your New Year's resolution yeah, point. Yeah. It's like, can you really get that done and and excel at it as right. opposed to just trying to do 50 things and, sure. and be poor at all of them? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you have the opportunity to work with somebody that's really good, you, you need to value that experience. Yeah. I mean, that is a rare thing. Even if they're just a horrible person to work with, you're like, what a jerk. It's miserable to come to work. But yeah. the learning process… If they're challenging you to learn, you can't take that for granted. Yeah. Um, being an apprentice is an amazing opportunity.
0: Yeah. I remember it, right in college, I was like, I need an internship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I need something on my resume <laughs> that's going <laughs> to help me, <laughs> you know, because I played I played volleyball. It was a full-time job, whatever. And... Uh, so I was like, okay, I'll do an unpaid internship. Like mm-hmm. that is not flashy. That's not <laughs> no. glamorous for somebody no. that needs money, you know, <laughs> and pay for an apartment. Um, but I'm like, I look back at that, like those three months where I did an mm-hmm. unpaid internship, similar to an apprentice role, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a lower level. You're getting into yeah. it. You're learning. Like if you're hungry to learn, and I think you're most hungry to learn in that mm-hmm. Phase of your life, probably. It's a good point. Um, Learn while you're young, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. and uh, you're still, you can still teach an old dog new tricks. Though I think <laughs> I think yeah. I'm a proponent like, of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Becoming an older dog. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I look back at that and I'm like, man, I learned so much in that because because it, it was, mm-hmm. I don't know, because it was hard and it was, I don't know, I could have taken it for granted, but yeah. if you're actually like, yeah, you know, putting focus, you leaned on
1: it, into it. You yeah, got, there's yeah. a lot of experience. It was from so helpful, that, even though it me. was tough. Yeah, tough at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, and if you the other point is really if you're in that spot of having people working for you, if to be able to cast the vision for those people of of helping them understand how rare it is to be working in that environment mm-hmm. where they can learn and in creating an environment where there is a lot of learning going on. Yeah. Um. And if you're, you know, basically setting them, this really helping them understand what they're learning mm-hmm. is also valuable to them, not yeah. just to you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so you're like, this is a skill that you will take for the rest of your life. And if you're keeping that in front of them, you can kind of help that pain become a lot less.
0: Well, it's probably a a great way to keep people too, because if they feel like they're being invested in, I mean, that's a whole nother side effect. It's a whole nother podcast and and topic and, (laughs) you know, all the things. But I'm like, if somebody is like feeling like they're growing Mm -hmm. in a role, like, it's, it adds value to them and and to you, you know, and I think they'll, they'll stay longer. It'll be easier to keep people. If that's a, great point that's a motive. So, yeah, yeah, I think, so in summary, um, you know, being, being a great craftsman really, it, you know, is four points. The framework that we kind of just discussed is it requires humility. It requires practicing, practicing the right things, Mm -hmm. um, learning the way that you learn best. You know, so is it visual? Is yeah. it reading? Is it hands on, um, or trial and error? Hopefully not. But yes. we're saying maybe don't do that. <laughs> do trial and yes. error by hands on <laughs> right. with someone else. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who knows? Trial and doing? error in the context of somebody else telling you <laughs> yeah. how to do it. <laughs> exactly. And then learning, you know, one one complete yeah. process at a time. Mm-hmm. So maybe as we as we wrap up, you can kind of give us a few. You have any final thoughts?
1: Yes. Uh, don't ever be content with where you're at. Mm. Even if you are mastering something, it's tempting to coast. Yeah. Coasting is downhill. Mm there are new techniques there's new tools there's new products i mean staying relevant takes a little bit of work yeah we all know people that were relevant 25 years ago and you look at them and they say you're a dinosaur today because mm-hmm. you didn't stay relevant you yeah. didn't keep up with the craft so learning never ends never that's be good. content with where you're at today uh always be seeking to learn to master new things and i think that's the spot we find ourselves every one of us really finds ourselves in that spot where yeah. we want to be better we're yeah. hungry for more yeah. and let's not lose that passion let's not lose that humility to learn either
0: yeah and i think i think People listening, like you guys have a unique opportunity mm-hmm. to really build a name yes. and a brand that that's based on craftsmanship and mm-hmm. to restore kind of the the art of, of doing great quality yes. work, you yes. know. Um in whatever trade that may be, you know. Yeah. Um I think it's it's becoming more and more rare. We've touched on it. Um and it's becoming more and more valuable though too. Yeah. You know, yeah. as a consumer, yeah. I'm like, I want somebody that's gonna do amazing work, you know, in my mm-hmm. home and things like that. I think it's I think it's becoming more valued. Yeah. You know? And
1: the statistic at the beginning of like forty one percent of the of the current workforce yeah. retiring. Amazing opportunity. Oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. So really if you know don't have anybody to get yeah. in this space, yes, <laughs> that was the time. No. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, but yeah, I think just to kind of end it, if you guys like what you hear, if you've got questions, like it, comment, share subscribe. It, yes. Subscribe. Yeah, Please, we love it. Please, guys,
1: love to hear the feedback on this episode as well. Uh, what, what did we miss? Yeah. Love to get some feedback on how you guys learn best, too.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening.
1: Thanks.